0: Hey, welcome back to the Vincenzo Landino Show. I'm Vincenzo. Today we're going to take a look at Live Golf, the Monaco Grand Prix, and the soccer tournament. Let's jump into Live Golf at first, which has faced a difficult start to its inaugural full season in 23. Um, the league signed media rights deal with the CW network. Despite CW's lack of experience, in live sports broadcasting. Unfortunately, their season opening tournament at Mayakoba attracted a very low average viewership and Liv actually stopped sharing their viewership data. Liv is also involved in multiple legal battles with the PGA Tour while their innovative approach may have unintentionally boosted the PGA Tour's popularity. Here's the silver lining. Liv has had incredible player participation in the four major Tournaments, The PGA's four major tournaments. As uh, we saw just this past weekend, Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka, both live golfers, were in contention for the Wanamaker Trophy. And eventually, Brooks Kepka took it home. So a live golfer has now finished second at the Masters. Brooks finished second at the Masters and first for the PGA Championship. That alone is creating a demand for a live versus PGA face-off. Uh, Despite the concerns over LIV's funding sources, which is the Saudi Arabian Sovereign Wealth Fund, um, and other morality-related questions, LIV has managed to increase its interest in professional and recreational golf. It also introduced a free agency for pro golf, which is how one of their executives described it. Again, unprecedented in the world of um, PGA. The PGA Tour's recent improvements, like their increased allocations and purses, may not be a direct response to Liv, but it's definitely been accelerated because of Liv's existence. Liv's faster play style and their appeal to younger audiences has definitely pushed the PGA Tour to be more proactive in attracting top players and investors in ventures like Tomorrow Sports, which is a virtual golf league. Live and PGA Tour players can only compete head-to-head in the major championships, which adds an extra layer of excitement for all fans. The increased attention could actually eventually be profitable for both organizations. Um, There has not been any talks about standalone PGA Tour versus Live events, but a lot of insiders think that there is definitely a way that it is going to happen, and sooner rather than later. Uh, Both tours are striving to attract younger viewers and new fans. Golf has seen astronomical growth, specifically since uh, the pandemic in 2020 um, in the United States. It has reached over 41.1 million participants. 48% of those are between the ages of 6 and 34. And Live has brought international exposure to golf with tournaments held all over the world. Stay tuned for more on that. Um, moving on to Monaco, the Monaco Grand Prix is coming up this weekend. Uh, for the first time ever, Formula One will produce the television coverage for the prestigious Monaco Grand Prix, ending the local host Tele Monte Carlo's reign over the broadcast. Uh, previously, it was, as mentioned, um, produced by Tele Monte Carlo, and. Now with F1 taking control, they will handle the world feed. As a result, every race during this F1 season will be produced by Formula 1, which is the first in the entire history of the sport. It marks the beginning of a three-year deal between Formula 1 and the Automobile Club of Monaco for the championship races in the iconic city. Back in the 1990s, we'll take a little history trip here. Back in the 90s, local broadcasters produced Grand Prix events, leading to very inconsistent, inconsistent quality among broadcast. F1 later started developing its in-house capability at Biggin Hill with its F1 Digital Plus service in 1996. So simultaneously, while they were allowing other um, Grand Prixs to have their own production, they were building out their own production team. Even though the pay... TV operation ended in 2002. F1 realized that there was advantages of controlling the world feed production in house, giving consistency for viewers all over the world. Throughout the 2000s, there was this shift from local to in-house production taking place. Um, the Japanese Grand Prix was the second to last race to make the change in 2011. So Monaco's held on for an additional 12 years or so, but it's over this year. Uh, Formula One taking over the Monaco Grand Prix uh, broadcast is very beneficial. Telemonte Carlo's coverage has been atrocious at best, especially in recent years. And the quality has been lackluster. There hasn't been any improvements to the viewing experience. There's nothing new that they've provided. Um, the, The most famous example that many will cite is the 2021 Grand Prix, which... Replays interrupted a side-by-side battle between Sebastian Vettel and Pierre Gasly. We actually saw Lance Stroll pop up on the screen and they decided to show a replay of something that happened with Lance Stroll instead of a side-by-side battle, which is very rare at Monaco these days. Um, The expectations are very high for this improved coverage. Uh, Formula One's in-house production will showcase new and revised camera angles to better capture car speed in addition to the classic angles that define Monaco. So stay tuned this weekend for the updated uh, broadcast and, and production, and let's see if it changes the way we view Monaco. Finally, the soccer tournament. This is a high stakes 7 7v7 championship here in the United States. It'll feature media favorite Welsh soccer club owned by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, Wrexham AFC. Um, who recently inked a media deal with NBC Sports for its inaugural event, the soccer tournament, June 1st through 4th, in Cary, North Carolina. It's a 32-team showdown. There are participants from all over the world. English Premier Leagues, West Ham and Wolverhampton, Bundesligas, Borussia Dortmund, uh, Liga MX, Club Necaxa, Necaxa. MLS is Charlotte FC, Italian Serie B, and legendary squad, Como 1907. Um, retired star, Clint Dempsey, and Team Dempsey. The U.S. women team, um, actually, so it, it, that is a team of former U.S. women national players. They're also joining the competition. Peacock, and NBC Universal streaming platform, which is NBC Universal streaming platform, will air 27 matches during the four day event, including 12 group stage matches. Matchups featuring Wrexham and 15 knockout stage games leading up to the final. The 32 participating teams will be divided into eight groups of four, with the top two teams from each group progressing into the knockout stage. This is uh, set to be a pretty exhilarating tournament. It's a million-dollar winner-takes-all championship, and it's going to be broadcast on CNBC and Peacock. Uh, An encore presentation will follow the women's final of the French Open tournament at Roland Garros on June 10th. So there's two uh, two opportunities to see it. The soccer tournament founder and CEO, John Mugar, highlighted this NBC Peacock strong connection with soccer fans as the major reason for that partnership. He also went on to say that he's looking forward to showcasing the events, drama, and intense matchups through this collaboration. So pretty cool stuff coming up in the world of soccer for US fans, bringing a very unique tournament or spin on a tournament here to the United States that'll be fun to see as always thank you for listening I appreciate you all as always Um, this week is set up to be a very big week in the world of sports specifically with Monaco Grand Prix the Indy 500 which we'll talk about later this week Uh, there's NBA playoffs, there's obviously Major League Baseball, there's tons happening in the world of international football as well. So stay tuned, make sure you enjoy as much sports as possible this week, because it is set to be a pretty good one. And I will talk to you on the next one. Bye.